Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern. My name is Mush Hughes. I'm Lee Northrup. And I'm Leah Hartman. And together, we talk to makers and artists to learn more about the stories behind their projects and creative journeys so far. Thanks for joining us here in the Tavern for Chapter 4, where all of our stories were told during the 2023 Catskill Mountain Maker Camp in East Durham, New York. In this episode, Lee and Leah sit down with Dean DePlantis and The Grant Alexander. Dean is a hobbyist maker in Houston, Texas, who has always enjoyed taking things apart and trying to get them back together, and now does so in the comfort of his backyard workshop. He's also one of the hosts of the Making Our Way podcast. And we were excited to welcome Grant back to the tavern this year. He still hails from Ottawa, which I don't need to tell anyone is the capital of Canada, and also makes us a hobby, which lets him enjoy being able to solve problems and bring his ideas to life. Grant is one of the co-hosts of the Clamp podcast. So among other things, the group gets a chance to dig into some shop talk about podcasting and the inspiration for Clamp and Making Our Way. Through this, they talk about how to approach telling a great story, the communities that were born of and survived COVID, and why sharing is more important than the fear of theft. And just as a heads up, there are some swears in this episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of chapter four of the Storytellers Tavern. We are so excited to have the Grant Alexander and Dean DePlantis here. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Doing really good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's our pleasure. So, you guys, the karaoke is kicking. Oh, the amazing. anvils are knocking. Everything is like, it's hitting full stride. Mark Adams is taking pictures. Like, we're we're like in full stride. So, it's are, Maker Camp. It is Maker Camp, Leah. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling super jazzed. I so the first year it happened, I, I, I it was like my biggest regret of like I think it was 2018, and I almost didn't come again this year. And it just like, you know, money wise, and, and like I got two young kids, but in the end, I just kept thinking back and going, I don't want to have another regret, right? So I'm here. And we're so happy that you're here. Dean, how many maker camps is this for you? Number one. What? What? First maker camp. He's a rookie. Yeah, so we have a good friend, a high caliber craftsman, Austin Saunders, and he was hosting Austin Camp. Much more intimate event, 20 people. All right, but it was a blast. But it was at the same, it was in October, same kind of time, and I'm in Texas. I just couldn't commute, uh, commit to this long commute back and forth. Well, last year, Austin said, I'm not doing high caliber camp. We're going to maker camp, and he didn't show up. But I'm here for maker camp. Well, we're really excited to have you guys. And Grant, so we've known each other for a couple years now, got to know each other last year at Maker Camp. Um, just start by telling us who you are and what you do. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a maker and I make just about everything. And in the last year, I've kind of explored a little bit more of uh, machining. I've gotten a mill and a lathe, and like a metal lathe. I had a wood lathe. Uh, and just, I also host a podcast uh, called Clamp. And, uh, and I just... Yeah, I just love making things. Awesome. How about you, Dean? Yeah, Grant and I actually connected because we're very similar in everything we do. I have a podcast, Making Our Way podcast. I have a metal lathe as well. Uh, but hobbyist maker, I, I have a full-time corporate job, and making is my way to get away from all that. I've got a small shop behind the house. My wife knows if I walk out the back door, I just need a few hours to right. be alone. Uh, but I've got CNCs and lathes and lasers, and so I just kind of get back there, and whatever I want to work on, that's what I work on. I love the fact, Leah, that he goes, my wife knows when I need a few hours. <laughs> what kind of relationship is that? Like, I just, yeah. I just be outside from four to eight. Like, just don't worry about me. I've 
would like to interview her next. <laughs> Send me a text if you need something. <laughs> Leah, I'm going to go in a weird direction. And who are you and what do you like to make? Like, Because oh. you are our co-host this week, but or this chapter, but at the same time, you've only been on one chapter. So, um, Yeah, uh, thanks so much for asking. I'm Leah Kanopka-Hartman. I work at a community college makerspace a little bit east of Cleveland, Ohio. And my work is so much about um, design thinking and uh, designing great experiences for our users at our makerspace. And so that always starts with empathy and getting to know our users. So I'm so delighted to be here having an opportunity to ask people about their stories and like putting them at the center of this podcast nice. and getting to know all of you. I'm just super jazzed to be here and learn from you guys. Awesome. So I want to start with you, Grant. And so where did this journey begin for you? And I think it's kind of a unique situation where we are like all podcasters. So like we've got four podcasters sitting on the podcast, which is kind of cool. So where did this journey of maker slash podcaster start for you? So yeah, I guess I'll talk a little bit more about the podcast. It was a very interesting thing because, uh, you know, during, of course, started during COVID because that's where all, you know, middle-aged white men started podcasting. But uh, (laughs) uh, a friend of mine who's in Australia wanted to start a podcast and he reached out to me and and my other buddy who's in Hawaii and we started a podcast and we, we did that for two episodes and then realized that three time zones is a lot of time zones to juggle, especially with Hawaii and Australia being like opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, and so we ended up getting a, a, a guy named uh, Morley Kurt on. Uh, he's since left the podcast and we have a new co-host, but uh, we, we just wanted to talk a lot about like why we make and what drives us to make and, and what gets us out of the shop and what motivates us. Because I think that's the, the like really interesting stuff to me is hearing I guess obviously about myself and talking it out in the in the podcasting world, but also hearing we get guests on to talk about particular things. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun doing it for the last like three plus years now. But uh, it's it's mainly just been about trying to explore myself, uh, while at the same time helping to explore you know other people. And I've got to say, Grant, your affirmation and your positivity towards our podcast has really meant a lot to me and mush um you know just getting that support from you as somebody who's been doing it for a couple years we are like to the day one year in like we recorded our first episodes of storytellers tavern one year ago and you've been kind of a big fan and cheerleader for us um mentor all of those things like and so getting that affirmation and that um kind of feedback has been really awesome so i thank you for that thank you i i do and i know i'm saying on the podcast but i think it's one of the best podcasts for the concept alone of just being like this live, every, you can hear everything that's happening. You, you're brought back. When I listened to the episodes afterwards, it, they brought me back to Maker Camp, right? Like I wish I'd gone to WorkbenchCon to be brought back to WorkbenchCon to hear it. Like it just was one of those things that I really felt was like such a strong concept that I didn't see in the in the podcasting world. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I one of the like the most powerful ones was the Brett McAfee episode from the last yeah. um, time we were here, and it, like it was just one of the last episodes we recorded. But you could hear the clanking of the blacksmithing that Brett does, and you're just like, dang, I wish I was back there. I just yeah. wish I was sitting under that tent, slamming on some steel with those boys. Like yeah. it's it's so much fun. So thanks for saying that. So. 
Um, Dean, how about you, man? Yeah, so Grant and I actually met uh, Makers on Zoom Having Coffee was a group that started up during COVID. I know it sounds so funny. That's awesome. It quickly turned to Makers on Zoom Having Cocktails because nobody <laughs> wanted to get up that early. Uh, but it's still going strong now. It's been since 2020, every Saturday night, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time in the Central Time Zone. Uh, a group of us get on and just hang out. Uh, I'd love the, to get involved. Yeah, you yeah. should. It, it's amazing. Um, and we had two hosts, uh, Austin and Christy are my co-hosts on our podcast, and they always joke about starting a podcast, starting a podcast. And I finally was like, look, what's holding you back? If it's editing or software, I would love to just edit the podcast. So uh, they were like, okay, let's do it. Well, then I quickly realized I like doing podcasts. And so I do a ton of podcasts now. I love being guests on other podcasts. Um, and ARP is a little different mission than Grant's. Um, I don't care so much about anybody else. <laughs> but what I really like is uh, the creative process. So we really drive into what is the thought behind this project? Uh, how did you come up with the techniques and the methods? What about this is special? Uh, because it almost feels to me like I'm prototyping everything. Whether you're making suits of armor for mice or you're, uh, you're stuffing squirrels, I'm experiencing the techniques and the, the tips of the trade that I haven't per participated in yet. And I, I love pulling that stuff out. I always tell people when we start, look, who you went to high school prom with, that's for a different podcast. This podcast, I want to know what string you use to make that stitch. And that's where we live. And it's been really great for us. That's awesome. It's an interesting beast like the podcast piece because you think that you have these interesting conversations with other people that somebody else cares about. And at some point, people might. But where did you start thinking like way back when, whether you were playing music or listening to music or like I feel like the music roots are a lot of why we do this because that's a lot of the medium that was way back when was listening to other people sing or say something. Podcasting wasn't part of our deal. I know, you know, you might be a little younger than me, but probably not. <laughs> but like podcasting wasn't something that we grew up with. But what was the thing that you listened to whether it was a DJ on the radio or somebody that was having something to say that you're like, that's something I'm interested in. Well, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, when I, I, the only thing is like, there's two things that pop into my mind that like, it, one is like pop-up video. It doesn't make any oh, sense, yeah. but it does. So in good. the fact that it, it was trying to help explain and it was all written like pop-up. Uh, I don't know if anyone doesn't remember it, but there's music videos playing and they had like little pop-ups of uh, little factoids. Little yeah. factoids about what they did and how huh. they did the video and what they were thinking and this like creative process unfolding in the in the videos. So that's like the thing that when you're talking about music, that's what's popping into my mind. Um, you know what I have to think of is like the mystery science theater yeah. with like the yeah, you know right. the guys watching the movie and making the snarky comments like yeah. because you care about that a lot more than you care about the movie but yeah that's similar cool. concept yeah. when it's funny you make that connection because for me it's cinema and I just really enjoyed the movies that had overly complex dialogue that dialogue could paint more of a scene than anything visual could do and I love that part of it and so we purposely on our podcast we don't over we don't overshare for ourselves it's all about how can I craft a question to get this person to say what I want to say and that's what I I have the most fun doing that it's like I want them to say this word at some point and I'm going to ask the question that gets them there interesting and it, it, it's an art I love it 
how how do you prepare for that? Sure. So what we again because we're project focused, uh, I don't have to go into the background of everyone. I can find what your project is. If you have YouTube videos or Instagram posts or whatever, and and I devour them and I look for comments and replies and I look for anything you've done and I'm like, okay, this is something interesting. I want to know more about this. And so we'll start off. Let's say you 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 made a purse, and I don't care about. I mean, a purse is a purse is a purse, but I want to know why you picked red stitching for this. Mm. So we'll start there, and then I work you down to. Tell us about the stitching on this. You know what? What's the story behind the color? Because that was that was a choice. You chose that color, and then they'll go into. Oh, you know, my grandma always used red thread when she did this or that, or, and it, it's been really impressive. It's not every episode. Some episodes are just what they are, but half of them we come away with something. It's like, damn, we. Who would have ever thought that would have come out their mouth? Uh, why, did, why did you see the need for that? For this style of podcast? Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because if all you do is talk about yourself, you're going to run out of episodes real quick. So we need to make sure we stay focused on the guests. And that's one thing the podcast has really done for me as I sit here and talk about myself is don't talk about yourself so much. Listen. And, but through that, setting people up to let them know it's okay to keep sharing um, it, it lets us drive deeper and deeper and into them. And, and the way our podcast is formatted, you hear from me at the beginning and the end. But when we're with the guests, it's about the guests for 30, 45 minutes. We want to talk as little as possible, but we steer the conversation. So, uh, this is fascinating. What does, uh, what does this contribute to your creative process and to your listeners' creative process? You know, so the first thing it does is I've met so many interesting people that would have never come across my school of doom. I never would have seen some of the people that we've had on, but we have such a drive to move beyond woodworker or metalworker. And I, you know, we don't have just knife makers. We have anyone. You make cakes, you can come on. You teach dance, you can come on. And then we try to find what creativity means to you in the way you think about it. And then I just pull from there. I mean, I was a woodworker, and the last thing I made was a, a bag. And I've made a pair of leather shoes. And I've had, and we've picked guests that I'm like, I have this project coming up. I want to talk to this person. So maybe I can get a step or two ahead of the game before I move into this next project. So Grant, let's let's kick it back to you. What's the coolest thing you've ever made? And I don't necessarily want it in the last 10 years. I want it to be something that you've done 20 years ago. Something that you've done like... When did you make something that you were like, this is something I'm really proud of? Because that's what I hear kind of Dean talking about is just his passion driving the podcast world. Like, what's something you made where you're like, hell yeah, I did that. So I had an idea for uh, a light fixture in my house that was a, a car. And I had a, like, I had a 1986 BMW uh, 3 Series convertible and I had the headlights and grill uh, from like a spare parts car and I said like this needs to go on my wall one day and I eventually one day I was just like I need to do this and I and I just how old were you at this time uh, this was like three years ago it's still on my wall um, it's uh, it's in my office and it's it's if you ever watch clamp on the on the YouTubes you can see it in the background of it uh, but it is it, it was just something I've always had an idea of doing like a, a car themed light fixture with the front end of a car and I I did like curve bent uh, plywood and to make it look and then I filled everything in and painted it to make it look like my car and like I did some fun video transitions where it's like you know like my car and then the light fixture it's cool that's awesome and, and I'll say that was one of our first interactions was the Enlighten Us Challenge yeah it was early on when I got into Zoom and we both are doing light fixtures 
And so Grant does post this BMW, and I go, oh, this guy's, he's a contender. Like, this guy's creative, and he made it come to life. It looks like a car. It's still behind him. I see it every Saturday night. <laughs> it was an excellent job. Obviously, he beat, he, you, you wanted him in second? Uh, there was two winners. Two winners, and you were one of the winners. And I was okay with that because it was that good. Right. I'm super competitive. I was okay with that. It was that good. So, Dean, what's the coolest thing you've ever made? Um, I don't know. So, here's something that's funny about me. I'm not big on ultimate superlatives, best, coolest. Right. I think there's a lot of things that should be cherished equally. Uh, everything doesn't have to come in first place. Uh, so, I made a pair of Jordans uh, last year. And they're not the most apparent Nike Air Jordans. Oh, okay. I oh I know what you mean. My my look is just one of shock and surprise. And so it was one of these. What, things. Are, what are Jordans? <laughs> <laughs> and so are those shoes? <laughs> I was buying all these Jordans, and it was frustrating because they're, they're the the market was just scooping them up faster than. And I'm like, I'm not overpaying for these shoes. And so I was like, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make my my mantra if you if you follow me is modify everything. And so I was like, I'm gonna make my own. So I bought a cheap pair of discount uh, mids, which is the bastard child of tennis shoes, and I took the sole <laughs> off of those. And then I went to a leather shop in the neighborhood and was like, hey, look, I want to use your machines. Can we work out something? And I'm making branding irons for him on my fiber laser. He let me use his scrap bin and his leather sewing machines. So these Jordans have alligator on them. They've got like real high quality gray leather, whatever. And they are awesome from 15 feet away. <laughs> from 15 feet away, they're great looking shoes. I don't let anybody get much closer to that when I have them on, but it was an amazing process. I love hearing you talk about a local shop that you worked with to like set up this barter. I'm curious about like where your community extends and where your people are. So I'm in Houston, Texas, uh, and I will say Houston's got a pretty good um, maker group, especially again during COVID. We're all looking for people to connect with. Uh, and so we have a group chat. There's about 36 of us. I, let, I think they let you have an Instagram chat. And then we've got some break off discords, uh, but that's where a majority of it is. So if you're looking for a tool or you're looking for a supplier, hey, I need this wood at a decent price. Anyone knows someone. Um, that's really good for that. And then beyond that, I just introduce myself to everyone and say, look, I have I have the means, so if you need to use a laser, you need to use a saw stop or a bandsaw, just come over, don't bring shitty beer, and we can work something <laughs> out. And then the leather shop, it's in the neighborhood on my commute, and I drive by and no one was ever there. And I have this thing, I'm sure a lot of makers are like this, why buy it when I just make it myself? Right. And I was like, oh, I need to go buy some from these guys because they need it. And so I went in there, I was like, how about this? I'll pay full price, but you're going to show me how to make all this stuff. So he showed me how to make candles, and I paid full price for it. We use his stuff, make candles. And then I made some bags. And um, here at Maker Camp, there's a Maker Swap. Um, I'm really proud of this too. If, if you don't mind me elaborating, please. Um, I had this idea for a tool roll bag. So I would go to my father-in-law's to work on my car. He's got a lift, and I throw a bunch of stuff in a giant tool bag. And then I'm like digging around. Where's my wrench? Where's this? They're all getting dirty, and because it, it's all just jumbled up, it's not my organized shop. And so I was like, I want a bag that has a tool roll that comes out and it's like a workstation. I roll this out and here's my workspace and everything's organized. And my wife goes, why don't you just put a tool roll in the bag? And I was like, don't crush my dreams, Daddy. Uh, because then the bag will be full of a tool roll and I have other stuff to carry. And so uh, I prototyped and came up with this design for a bag. And my fourth iteration is what I brought here to Maker Camp. Beautiful. Uh, so yeah, I, I did one. I've just got a Singer sewing machine at home and I, I bought, I used old t-shirts, sewed the first version. And I was like, okay, this is gonna work. And so then I went to fabric store, bought some canvas. So the second one, I brought it to work. I'm real big on this. People think like if I share my ideas, someone's gonna steal it. 
and I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but you're going to get much more positive reinforcement than you're ever going to get intellectual theft. And so I brought it to work, and people at work were like, oh, what if you did this with the strap? Or what if you did this with the buckles? Version 3 was so much better. And then finally, version 4, I've gotten so many nice compliments about people who saw me post it, and they're like, I really want that bag. And to me, I'm like, but it's just a bag. It's $30 at Duluth or whatever. But it's unique. It's my idea. I got it out in the world. And it's another thing I'm really proud of. I love the way that you talk about kind of the community and the intellectual property and being worried that somebody's going to steal your idea because that's totally like opposite of everything that this community that we're sitting here stands for. Like this is all about everybody helping each other and everybody making each other better. Everybody turning each other into better craftsmen and making like everybody stronger, better makers. And the reality is if you post something that's just unbelievable and people want to buy, there are going to be people who try to duplicate it. But I tell people this all the time. If you put in the work to develop and to design something and then someone comes in at the tail end and they try to steal it, they're not going to know the tips and tricks that make your item unique. So during COVID, I, I kind of got known a little bit for making rubber stamps. And people would ask me like, oh, what settings do you use? And I'd give them to them. You know, how do you do this? I'd give it to them because their stamps were never going to be as good as mine because I did the legwork to understand what adhesive works best, why I use this pad, not just go buy it, why I use this instead of something else. And I was fine with helping people if it meant they were going to be in their shops making stuff. And I wasn't worried about them as threats necessarily. People are going to take your ideas. People are going to be inspired greatly by you, almost identically by you. But don't let that stop you because it's that passion and drive that got that thing out in the world to begin with. So uh, following up on that, I, I love what you said about you could buy it for 30 bucks somewhere, but like there's something there's something essential about making it with your own two hands. And I feel like we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but like what is what is the mind, what is the brain hand connection? Like what is the importance of making it yourself? Can you speak to that, Grant? Well, I think it's it's something that, you know, like we were talking about, it's, you know, you get into this mindset where your whole life is doing whatever it is doing. You're, you're going to work, you're, you're emailing, you're whatever, or you're, you're dealing with your kids, you're, you're even, what, whatever you're doing, there's no output, right? And I think making has an output, and it's, if you buy something, there's no output to that, right? There's only, like, the output's money, but, like, it's, you're not doing anything for it. And if you make that same thing, even if it costs you more, and even if it isn't even as good, it's worth it because there's so much that it like comes back into you. I was gonna dedicate this song to Grant, but they stole it already. <laughs> Last year it was episode two in Brittany Carbone and we were like inside that tent trying to record a yeah. podcast and it was a train wreck and we like that whole thing started and we were like gosh this is just the worst thing that we've <laughs> ever done but when it, that episode ended you felt like you were at maker right? camp like because yeah. you couldn't hear anything that was happening but you knew you were at maker camp <laughs> so gentlemen where can we go learn more about you well, uh, you can find me on the Grant Alexander and all the. the social the Grant Alexander and all the social media places and uh, Clamp Podcast. If you search it, you'll find me. Yeah, and I'm Dean underscore Deplanis on Instagram, and then our podcast is Making Our Way. I've got to say before we wrap this up that this has been a ton of fun, and um, Grant, it's been neat getting to know you over the last year um kind of going through this journey with you and with your support so i thank you for that um and it's been this has been a really cool way to kind of cap off night two of or episode two night one of maker camp 2023
So, as we do in the tavern, um, we will end things with a toast. And I heard Dean has this. Is, yeah, that, the, is that accurate? Yeah, I was told to have it, and then we started recording, and I went brain dead. <laughs> but all I can think about is the old lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, you know, so if you're gonna lie, do it to steal some guy's tools that's been messing around on his wife. Uh, if you're gonna cheat, make sure nobody finds out about it. And if you're gonna steal, steal the hearts of the people who you make stuff for. Uh, cheers. We just heard from Dean DePlantis and the Grant Alexander. Find more Dean online on Instagram at Dean underscore DePlantis and the Making Our Way podcast at Making Our Way podcast. Grant is the Grant Alexander, separated by underscores on Instagram, and the Clamp Podcast is at Clampcast. All of these are in the show notes. That does it for this episode of the Storytellers Tavern. We hope you enjoyed and will join us next time. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at sttavernpod or at sttavernpod.com. Please consider subscribing to hear all episodes from this and future chapters and consider rating or reviewing us wherever you get in these episodes. We had some tremendously generous support in making this chapter of the Storyteller's Tavern happen. Thank you to Turtle Boat. Not only do they make wonderful resin, paint, varnish, and all sorts of other stuff for makers and DIYers, but they're just outright good people. Check out what they've got at TotalBoat.com. A major thank you goes out to the Tasting Lab in Greenville, New York, right next to Maker Camp in East Durham. Please stop by the next time you're in town to check them out or visit thetastinglab.com to learn more. Finally, the biggest thank you goes out to Austin, Maker Camp, and the Blackthorn family, both for your support of this show and for putting on Maker Camp. The community has been and will continue to be positively impacted by your love and support for years to come. Visit CatskillMountainMakersCamp.com to learn more and get tickets for next year as soon as they're available. If you'd like to help support this show directly, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash sttavernpod. The Storyteller's Tavern is an independent production of Lee Northrup and me, Mush Hughes. This chapter also features Leah Hartman on the mic, to whom I am as forever indebted as I am immeasurably grateful. Music and episode production done by me, and you can find Lee, Leah, and me on Instagram at thetinkerteacherleah.learning and makermush, respectively. Finally, if you or a maker you know have a story that you'd like to share at the tavern or just want to drop us a line, you can send us a message on Instagram or reach out to us at contact at sttavernpod.com. But until next time, keep making cool stuff, do good, and be well. <laughs>